sometimes simple is better. Um, I think me personally as well tend to overcomplicate things as you think. It's got to be complicated for it to be good. And actually, attention spans are so short nowadays, people just want to get to the point. And if you can get to that fast, then you're much more likely to sell. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Stay Hungry Podcast. Today I've got an extra special guest for you. Yeah, it's our digital marketing apprentice, Abby Evans. Let's go. Hey Abs, how are you? Hi, I'm good thanks. How are you? Your first podcast. I know. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's exciting. Water off a duck's back. It would be a lot easier if I turned the video cameras off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. One of the questions I'm going to ask you later on is about you in front of the camera because okay. let's face it, in Belfast I think you showed us all up. In oh, front of your, your your skills in front of the camera, so get in front of the camera <laughs> is important. We'll talk about that later. So, I mean, um, do you explain to listeners what you do at Codebreaker? Yeah, so I mainly help with ads. Um, recently, been doing a lot more copywriting. Okay. Um, focusing on like SEO as well with Pod. Um, yeah, learning a bit of everything to try and up my skill set. Cool. So, do you want to share sort of what you you'd be happy to share with the listeners about? why you're here as in like sort of you know you, you did GCSEs went to college yeah how how do you end up at Cobrake okay apart so, from our good fortune yeah um I did my GCSEs one of those was business I got a nine um right so, so nine old school money is a star star what happened to a star fucking hell there's <laughs> yeah. there's a double know, they added another one on bloody hell so a to a star or is it and the didn't end up with an A triple star. So no. A star stars are nine. A star star, yeah. So what's a ten then? You don't, there isn't one. Nine's the highest. Yeah. Well, that's just silly. <laughs> right. Okay. So you got a nine in what? In business. Right. Um. So I always enjoyed it. Was good at it. Um. So then I took that on to A level. So I went to Shrewsbury Sixth Form, and I was doing business, music, and psychology. Um, okay. Did that for six months and just wasn't enjoying it at all. what do you think about psychology my degree's in psychology and my so, eldest daughter's just started it for her a levels yeah uh, psychology and criminology and something else That's interesting. um did you enjoy psychology then i did yeah that was probably like my favorite one because business was like a repeat of gcse basically okay um i reckon if i'd given it longer probably would have got more in depth but so, so what was it that sort of prompted you to think actually i think i'm better suited to working at an apprenticeship level rather than yeah. staying at college? I'm just a lot more practical. I've always enjoyed, like, hands-on stuff. Um, and college um, college just wasn't giving me that. Like, it's just sat in a classroom. Right. Like, okay. hours on end. And then you come home and you've got more work to do. And balancing that with, like, rugby and everything just wasn't working. So, yeah, I spoke to my uncle, who was actually hiring for an apprentice at the time in, like, the car industry. Right. Um, and he, yeah, he was like, definitely recommend looking at apprenticeships. So mm. had a look around and I'd spoken to my business teacher actually, cause I was performing well at sixth form level. Um, they were supportive. Yeah, they were. He was really supportive. He was like, I reckon marketing's your strongest point. I was like, okay, I'll have a look in that. And here I am. Wow. Cause I, I, there were apprenticeships when I was at school back in the 1800s. Um, <laughs> but pretty much everyone in after GCSEs went on to do A-levels. Yeah. Um, a couple of people went into the army and stuff like that, but it was almost like A-levels, then university. But now there's such a wide range of options. 
Um, and I say to my daughters now, you know, it doesn't have to be university. If you don't know what you want to do, maybe an apprenticeship could be the best could be the best way forward. So if anyone's listening and they've got sons or daughters around this stage, then apprenticeships uh, definitely on the cards. I've got to say, well, you're a fourth apprentice. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, apprenticeships always worked well here. So um, come on to a bit about a bit more about Cobrate. Firstly, mm-hmm. how would your mates describe you? I'd like to say funny. I've got to back myself on that a bit. Um, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, funny, determined. Um, I think if I put my head towards something, I would definitely go and get it. Um, Good trait to have. Thanks. Is that determined or stubborn, or are they the same thing? Probably a bit of both. Yeah. yeah. My mum always says about me, stubborn from birth, and I used to think that was an insult, but I think it's a compliment, actually. Yeah. Stubborn. Get, yeah, exactly. Get you through a lot. Yeah. Right. And, and what do you think your fellow co-breakers, how would they describe you? I know you haven't been here long yet, yeah. but what would they say about you behind closed doors? Never um, for you to hear. <laughs> I think pretty, pretty chill, actually, here, to be fair. You are fucking horizontal. <laughs> I gotta yeah. be honest, yeah. Like, I, I I can't I can't think of many people I know so chilled. And obviously you're you're a lot younger than most of the people I know as well. It's it's a amazing, amazing trait to have. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like I think I get all my crazy out of the way at other stuff and then when I come to work I'm pretty zoned, to be fair. That's good because I mean um a lot of people can flap. And don't get me wrong, there, there's shit that can happen in life and in business that will make most people flap. Yeah. But it's always a good trait to have in a company that someone who, at least on the surface, is pretty cool. And you know, if you ask them to do something, their first reaction won't be to think, oh, shit, 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 what do I do? Because that, that kind of attitude, there's nothing wrong with that attitude, but that can easily rub off. Yeah. And sometimes all you need is is a handful of people at one company to be the flappers. And that can really set the tone. So no, no, chill. Yeah, the funny thing, I'm sure I've seen that a couple of times, but the, yeah, the chill thing, yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. Um, so obviously, you, you know, one of the things here about Cobra, about staying hungry, and one of those things is staying hungry to learn. Yeah. And there's a quote above you now for anyone not watching the video. Um, Henry Ford, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. So um, what are some of the favourite things that you're, lo- you're loving learning about at Codebreak to help our clients? Um, definitely copywriting. I've been doing a lot of that this month in particular. Like it's completely different to any anything I've done before. Like the last time I wrote was GCSEs and so so GCSEs. You you still have to do English, English language. And English language. Uh, do you have to do English literature? Yeah. Oh right. Okay. What and what numbers did you get for that? Um, I got a nine in lit and an eight in language. Shit. What's the lowest grade you got? A five, which is which is what a C. In in what you get? That was in maths, so I was quite happy with that because it's yeah. So I think I um my GCSEs, yeah, two C's and one of them. I think physics and maths are my C's. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, numbers are quite important here, but knowing what numbers to look at and what they mean—that's the important thing. So go on, tell me about the copywriting. Um, so copywriting for ads and blogs. Um, done some newsletters as well. Yeah. getting a lot better at it like it's just cool seeing my progress like I look back at the stuff that I did even three weeks ago and I'm like wow up for sharing a few copywriting tips or some of the things you've you've learnt that maybe you didn't know about before yeah keeping it to the point like avoid the waffle um love it like use of emojis but definitely not too many because you don't want it you don't want to make it look cheap Mm -hmm. in a way okay um and 
a good headline to keep it short and simple. Very important. Yeah, we do a lot, um, I guess, what, email subject headers, the titles of blogs. Um, we're doing a lot of research into headlines for landing pages now. Because, yeah. again, you, attention spans are so short now. Mm-hmm. If you don't grab them quickly, which is often a combination of the headline or the first sentence and the image, um, then all that hard work, I'm always saying you, you could have written, you could have spent hours crafting the best email in the world if the subject header is latest newsletter. Yeah. Hardly anyone's going to open it and that, and that's all that good work undone. So no, that's that, that's that's really good. Um, and I mean, when it comes to your your learning, what what are what are your favourite ways to learn? You are you books, you podcasts, YouTube. How how do you best learn? Uh, definitely visual. Oh, so okay. If I can see someone doing it, and then try it for myself, get feedback on it. That's so. How how's how does it yeah. work here then? Say if I don't know, Poddy's trying to show you how to do something. Yeah. So if so, let's say building out a newsletter. Okay. Ask Pod to show me how to do it first, and then, like, we'll do one together, mm-hmm. and then the next one I'll do it all myself, and then he'll give me feedback on how I've done it, and then, like, keep improving, improving, to like the point now where, like, I don't get feedback really. It's like, yeah, that's good, and then it can go out. Nice, cool. So, what else are you doing about for the, the, the copywriting? What else have you been learning lots about? Um, lots of ads stuff. So stuff very generic. Mm. Um. Give, yeah. Give, yeah. So share share some what what you learned about that, giving all our secrets away. Some of the some of the, the cool stuff you've learned about ads that might help our listeners. Sometimes simple's better. Um, I think me personally as well tend to overcomplicate things because mm-hmm. you think oh we can all do that. Yeah, you think it's got to be complicated for it to be good, and actually, like like you said, attention spans are so short nowadays. People just want to get to the point, and if you can get to that fast, then you're much more likely to sell so yeah yeah it's, it's, it's just a challenge sometimes i find trying to explain this to a potential client because sometimes when when you talk about keeping things factual to the point no fluff sometimes it might come across as being like hard or harsh yeah and it's it's not that it's just well it is direct response copywriting it is making sure that sometimes if you fill your copy full of adverbs and adjectives you know you're not writing a novel and and when it's over embellished like that it can almost come across like you're not confident enough in the product and service you're offering mm-hmm. hence you need all these extra words so i think it's a fine yeah fine balance between yeah. that so like, uh, go sorry. on i was just gonna say like just for an example i was on instagram the other day um and i bought i bought these grip socks which are Fucking like hell, what, what are grip socks <laughs> so basically um you wear them when you're like playing rugby or something so that you don't slide around in your boots so like oh, okay. if it works, get, gets better. Um, I like my friends have had them before, but I'd never really been interested. I was going through Instagram. One popped up on like a story ad, and I was like, oh, and it didn't have like barely any copy. It was just like the offer and the socks, and I was like, yeah, okay. And I bought them there and then. Whereas I think if there was like a lot more to it, I would have gone, nah, I can't yeah. bother to read all of that. I'd say one of the biggest things we find when we take over a client's ad account is that yeah, there's usually a lot of waffle. Yeah. And also not enough split testing going on. So mm-hmm. sometimes I guess maybe long form can work, but you won't know unless you're split testing it with short form. So so obviously you mentioned rugby a couple of times then. Mm-hmm. So for everyone, anyone listening, tell tell me about what, tell them what your rugby story is then. Because let's face start. it, you are fucking good at rugby, right? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'd like to think so. But oh, what, one level good. down from professional? Yeah. Um, so I started when I was six 
doing tag rugby. I lived in Qatar, so I was doing it there. And then when we came back, it was, like, straight into contact, but I would have, like, at that point, I would have still been with the boys. What so age was that then? Um, nine. What, proper full contact, full, full tackling? Contact, yeah. Oh, I thought that stopped till people were like 16 or something. No, no oh, right, they've okay. taken it down. So, yeah, I would have been straight into contact with the boys, obviously. Going from tag to that, I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> so I stopped for a couple of years. And then year seven, we had someone come in from the RFU to do like a session. I was like, oh, actually, this is really cool. So got back into it. And then I had a ligament injury in my ankle two seasons ago. And it put me out for a full season. Um I had to do like a lot of work on like my mindset during that because it sounds really rough. harsh, man. Getting like serious injuries at, at a young age that must be yeah. difficult. Yeah, it was not the most fun time. So, what do you do to work on your mindset to get you through that period? Um, I was talking to my coaches at the time, and it was basically just what can I do now to benefit myself in the future rather than dwelling on what's happened. Um, Where your so, focus goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Exactly. So. I was doing a lot of physio um, to try and get myself back as quick as I could. And I did. So the start of the following season, I was straight back into it. Um, and that season, I got into North Meds, so county rugby. Uh, we were undefeated all season. So. Blimey. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then from there, I got scouted for trials for Centre of Excellence for Worcester Warriors. So that's where I'm playing now. Wow. So... Do people underestimate you? Because you're you're not massive. No, not I'm trying biggest. to think of I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Now you're quite. I wouldn't say quite slight. Small. small. Is that yeah. is that yeah? Is that fair yeah. enough? I mean, you're not speaking to a giant <laughs> here, so. Um, but yeah. So how how tall are you? Five two. Right. Okay. So like yeah, by no means tall. So who else is that kind of size in the team? Not many. Right. Okay. Um, and how do you use it to your advantage, or what else have you had to develop? to sort of not make up for that, but yeah. to ensure that you can play at a level with these other guys? Um, a lot, a lot of strength and conditioning. So I'm at the gym like four times a week whenever I'm not training. Right. Um, Scare the listeners then. How much do you deadlift? 120 for just a single pull. And but can I ask you to share how, how much do you weigh? Or is it... Yeah, that's fine. 50 kg. So, so you weigh 50 kilograms yeah. and you're deadlifting 120. Yeah. On a good day. Okay, now there we go. So anyone who's into weightlifting will know just how impressive that is, way over double your weight. Yeah. That's so. that's like, so Poddy must, no wonder he doesn't mention his bloody weightlifting <laughs> scores anymore. Yeah. That's, I don't like to brag, but. That's brilliant. And your injury free at the moment? No. But your little, your wrists? Yeah, I've right. ripped the ligaments up my forearms. Okay. Um, but it's like a long-term injury, so I can still play. So. so when I made that joke about you're still able to type, that that was okay. That wasn't, yeah, 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 that's yeah. fine. That, that's, that's amazing. So you do all that. You come into work four days a week. You're at the apprentice provider um, one day a week. Yeah. I mean, that's a, how do you, because I mean, you know, we talk a lot about productivity here, mm-hmm. about how to be time efficient as well as cost efficient. So how, how do you, how do you juggle everything? Um, I think just like not seeing everything as a job like I love coming into work and I really enjoy it so like actually everything that I'm doing even though it is a lot I'm enjoying all of it and if there's something that I'm not enjoying then working to cut that out Um, because I was also doing kickboxing on top of this 
and I absolutely loved it. But it was getting to a point where like I was doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've stopped that for now. I just do a bit of the gym when I go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think obviously I spend a lot more time in Worcester. <laughs> so you now you pass your driving test. Are you driving yeah. there on your own now? Sometimes. Wow. My mum coaches, so. And how far, how long a drive from that is from your home? Uh, about an hour thirty. So. And you do that how many times a week? Three. Shit, that's that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Do you do any of your friends think that you're a lot more driven than them, or are they all like you? Um, I think it depends what group. Like my rugby friends are always like, "You do a lot, like mm. how?" Um, but I've got a good like tight group of friends who are at sixth form at the moment and they're pretty driven I think if you surround yourself with the same type of people then you just push yourselves to be better you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah online and offline so um and where do you think this hunger came from um I think I just always had it to be honest like I've always wanted to be the best I can and like I want a good future so anything that I can build on now just benefits me later on Nice. I mean, sometimes, like, sometimes I do wonder how how much you can teach and help someone to become more hungry, or whether, like that joke I made about my mum saying I was stubborn from birth. It, are there certain traits that you, you're just born with, whether good or bad? Yeah. And they'll sort of always be there. Whereas someone, if someone is like not hungry at all, but they want to succeed, can those kind of traits be taught? I yeah, I don't know. So. Um, we talked about copywriting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we use AI, yeah. um, but like with most tools, it can be used well and it can be used badly. Mm-hmm. So, again, without giving away too many of our secrets, uh, are you getting involved in that side of things? Or because I know Marth goes on about it a lot, but yeah. um, if you're using AI, um, sort of what kind of examples? Where are you using it? Um, a lot in blogs at the moment. Okay. So, if you like feeding it in the information of the business. Um, but you're very specific and use short sentences, then you're asking it to copy like the tone and style. Mm-hmm. So you're giving it actual instruction rather than just saying, here's this, make this. Um, then it gives you like something really good. But you've got to be careful because sometimes it uses very similar language and everything that it does. So you got to pick that out. It's, what do you mean? So like certain words that chat GPT always go for oh right okay um so when you're like reading through it you've definitely got to put your own words into that you can't just copy and paste because so chat gpt basically is like a human then because uh, we all have our favorite yeah. phrases and words i know like um say for example help is a popular word and some people latch onto that and you'll read a piece of their copy and they've used the word help like 50 times because mm-hmm. it just becomes second nature yeah so definitely. um so are you getting pretty good at spotting like when you're proofreading stuff, like what's been AI so. generated? Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely the same words every time. Um, like it likes to say in the world of or in the landscape of. In the landscape of, yeah. fucking hell. Would any normal like, person say that? No. So it's just picking that out and putting in your own twist. Cool. Who's the AI genius here? Who, who's, who's, you can't, can't, can't say Joel. Okay. Um, Probably Martha. Ah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Martha and Joel are sunning themselves up in Glasgow at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, working hard. Probably not sunning themselves, actually. No, um, but saying. yeah, they're up at a conference there. Um, so you haven't gone to Glasgow, but obviously you came with us to Belfast. Yeah. And we did a big photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of us did some videos as well. 
you seem to be super cool in front of the camera. How did you, how do you appear so comfortable? Or would you say that you and your mates, you've grown up being in front of the camera anyway. So it's water off a duck's back. Yeah, I'd say that's part of it. Um, like there's always cameras everywhere nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you could literally be walking down the street. Someone's recording a TikTok. You're in the back of it. Like you're not even aware of it. Um, but yeah, I think I also just like mentally preparing myself. Like if I know I'm going to be in front of the camera, like take myself away 10 minutes before and just think through what I'm going to do. And then it's chill when it happens. And are you quite cool when someone takes, you know, you're in a photo, someone takes it. Are you the sort of person that says, yeah, whatever, or 72 takes later, you're still not happy? It's a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> right. A bit of both. Right, in the middle, so 36, <laughs> is that half of 72? Yeah. Yeah, okay, because I, I mean... Sometimes with, with some clients, you you can struggle in terms of content because they're totally camera shy. Yeah. Um, and when you go, say, to, I don't know, a business website and it's all stock imagery, mm-hmm. um, like one of the biggest selling points of an independent business is the people behind the business. Yeah. And so if, firstly, if they haven't got an about page on the website, they're missing a trick. And if they do have an about page, but that's still full of stock photography, they're still missing a trick. So... Uh, being comfortable or just fucking the comfort and just making yourself do it because you know it will improve the results. Yeah. It's crucial. Um, So getting in front of the camera, you, your team, and then, of course, the next step up from that is getting comfortable on video. So have you done any videos for us yet? Um, Yeah, we did that little one in Belfast where we asked all our, like, bits about us, got to know us. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure I've seen all that yet. Uh, No, we saw a little bit. Me and Pod, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, that is equally crucial, is that, you know, video is the most engaging of media. Um, but, you know, some business owners might say, no matter what, I'm not getting in front of a camera. Yeah. Um, and some of the training we do, so it's not just done for you, sometimes we'll consult and train with clients. It is getting them more comfortable and giving them some sort of tips and tricks on how to maximise video for their business. Because if think- they're able to get in front of the camera and speak about not just what they do, but why they do it, who they help and how that kind of stuff. It's persuasive marketing. Yeah. People buy from people. Exactly. Yeah. And when you see some shit stock photography all over a website straight away, it's like, well, okay, well I can, I can make this website work better for you. Cause yeah. you know, a lot of people talk about traffic and getting people to your website or getting people in, into the top of your funnel, but all those eyeballs without conversions, it's just sort of like vanity marketing. So, okay, great, you've worked hard, you've probably spent time, effort and money getting people to your website. What are the top five things you can do to turn more of those visitors into inquirers? And photography yeah. is one of them. So I've um, got quite a few other questions here now. But, you know, we talked about ways to learn. Um, are you reading a book at the moment? And if so, mm-hmm. what, 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 what are you reading? I'm reading. reading. Stay Hungry. Well, read that one. Excellent. Yeah. I wonder how many people you interviewed hadn't hadn't read the book. Don't know. Mm. But you obviously had, haven't you? Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, apart from Stay Hungry, uh, yeah. what what are you kind of reading? What's your favourite ki- kind of books to read? Um, I quite like a autobiography. Oh, okay. Um, so at the moment I'm reading Ruby Tui straight up. Who? Um, Ruby Tui. She's a, a rugby player for New Zealand. Ruby Tui. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, she's really cool. Right. What, what's cool about her? Um, I think just her drive, like, so basically the book's about uh, her growing up, her upbringing, um, how she got into rugby and rugby, 
now um, and what the future looks like for her and yeah, just the way she like navigates it all. Wow. So what, what are kind of some of your key takeaways so far from, from that book? Are there any, any lessons and learnings for you? Yeah, just staying driven and like not every day is going to be a good day, but that doesn't mean like your whole life is going to be bad. Um, and if you do pick up, say, an injury or something, you can turn that around and make it positive. You can learn from that. So. Oh, yeah. I love an autobiography as well. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, my birthday come up soon, someone's going to get me the Arnie book. Um, so I've got his total. So I don't know if you've read it, but Total Recall, his first autobiography is on our, on our bookshelf. Yeah, have a look. And, yeah, in terms of drive and what Arnie did, to get where he got is is amazing stuff like you know because he was an immigrant to the u.s when he first came he was only allowed to study a certain amount of hours at a college really um so when he wanted to improve his english he just joined multiple colleges so he was going to multiple schools he had a building job that he turned um he became a millionaire through that way before the movies wow. um and he was doing supplements he was obviously training at the gym he was just doing all that it's just yeah just an amazing story about dedication hard work because pretty much behind every success story is hard work and effort yeah. sometimes it might look really easy and quick but chances are that ain't the case it required learning and drive and determination i think you get out what you put in exactly and a lot of people that i know um think they want something but they're just not willing to put the effort in to get it and like if you don't have that drive you're just never going to get that I think I think yeah yeah couldn't agree more. I think in our game, probably every business owner thinks they're hungry. Yeah. Just like they think they're busy, but when it comes down to it, how hungry are you? Are you going to get up at six and go to a networking meeting? Are you going to drive down to London for a conference? And they're like, well, no, not really. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's just a hard realization. But yeah, I think the willingness to learn, um, to to lift the weights and do the reps, can't be underestimated. Yeah. One final question for you then. Who's okay. got the best taste in music in the office? Oh, I knew this one was coming. Oh, did you? Yeah, well, I had a feeling. Um, I was going to say me, but I feel like that's... <laughs> I, see, I don't know after the drive to the airport for Belfast. Oh, when I had 80s, uh, Virgin, Virgin 80s on or whatever it was. Yeah, pod fit is AirPods. All right, well, I've coughed enough times now. And you, and you, did he? <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Yeah. What a philistine. Um, I say Marth. Marth? We've got, we've got pretty similar music taste. Yeah. What does Marth listen to? Bit of country, bit of Harry Styles. Mix it up. Country and Western? Yeah. Fucking hell. Talk about I used to hate it, but I love a bit of country now. <sighs> Talk about ending a podcast on the low. <laughs> right, okay. So so it, it isn't me who's got the best taste in music. There, oh, there, there we go. Uh, Happy was doing so well. Um, <laughs> as ever, guys, you want to know more about getting better results through better advertising, visit Codebreak.com. .co.uk. Abby, thanks for your time and insights. It's been Thank awesome. You very much.